here this morning. My name is Dave. I'm one of the ministers here. It's great to come to our carol service and worship the Lord Jesus together. Um, great just to come and uh, share a few thoughts today. Uh, one of my sons said to me today, now you're not going to blab on for too long this morning, are you, Dad? German? <laughs> so uh, I reassured them that I, we could be here for a while. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the wise men this morning. I want to talk a little bit about this incredible journey of these wise men, this story that we know so well. We just heard it read of uh, wise men coming, magi coming from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. It's such a familiar story to us. It's such a uh, thing that we've heard of so many times that we, it's so familiar to us. We do Christmas and the, the analogy of the three wise men coming and the gifts they bore. We just heard the modern contemporary twist to that. I'm amazed how trendy those puppeteers are when they come out. They're just so, uh, anyway, anyway. I expect them all with baseball caps on next week. Do you know what I mean? Just being uh, trendy. Um, but uh, it, this amazing story of the wise men and how they're drawn by the star. They see the star come up and they follow the star uh, thousands of miles, hundreds of miles to get to the place where the star leads them. And uh, it's one of those stories that, to be honest, we, we pay so little attention to it. You know, it's one of those things that comes up. But it's an amazing thing that it teaches us that people have always been drawn to Jesus Christ. People have always been drawn to Jesus Christ. I don't know if you are today. I don't know why you're here. Maybe it's just Christmas tradition. You like to come to church once a year, or maybe you come often. But, but the truth is, the wise men say to us that there is something about Jesus Christ that draws people. It's a, it's a picture, if you want, that, that people come to find him. And in the midst of all that's going on in life today, people are still finding him. We heard Alan's testimony of, of life that has been changed because he found Jesus Christ. And you know, this morning we come together and we gather together here in this place, not because we're religious and we have nothing better to do on Christmas Eve, but actually because we're drawn to Jesus Christ. That we recognize he is more than just simply a baby who came. You see, um, uh, I don't know about you, but you see, the baby in the manger has something different about him. There's something wonderful. You know, I've, I've had lots of babies over the years. I was never really a baby person, and then I had them. And my kids might tell you he's still not a baby person. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, you get used to, you get hold them. But listen, and you look in awe and wonder at this little gift of life, little Tegan this morning, six weeks old. It's an amazing thing. But I tell you, I've never wanted to worship a baby yet. Have you? I've never looked at a baby and wanted to worship him. But these three men who had traveled for thousands of miles came and knelt before this baby and worshipped him. That says something, doesn't it? And I, I just want to reflect for a few moments on this incredible journey because I was just thinking about it. You know, I come around to this season, I've got to prepare a message. What could I say that was different? I want to say to you a few things this morning that I reflected on from this story. The first is this. It's easy to look for hope in the wrong place. See, the Bible says the first thing they did was they went to the palace. They went to the place where they expected a king to be. It's easy to look for hope in a place where hope is not. So many people find themselves drawn to trying to find hope, but they go to a place where they're never going to find hope. And so the three wise men turned up in Jerusalem and they'd followed the star and they'd read and seen the signs in the star in the sky and said, oh, it's got to be here. And, and because they were looking for a king, they instantly assumed he would be in the palace. And they said, let's go to the palace and find him. And they got to the palace and the only person who was there was an angry king. A king who felt threatened by people who would dare look for anybody else than him. 
What a picture of the evil one, friends, who wants to take our worship and who hates it when we give our worship to anybody else. And all of a sudden, we find these wise men coming to the wrong place. They're looking for the right thing. They're looking for the light of the world. They're looking for hope for their lives. They're looking for a savior who can change things. But they've come to the palace, not to the stable. Friends, it just occurs to me that people every day make that choice. They look for hope, but they look in the wrong place. Our society is looking for hope and pleasure, isn't it? It's as if we can just get enough pleasure, everything will be great. And this Christmas time, even tonight, our streets will be packed with people who are just trying to enjoy themselves so that the mundane of life or the pain of life will diminish a little bit. And all of a sudden, people are just saying, if only I can find, do this, then actually I'll find hope. But so many of us know today there's no hope there. People are looking for hope in wealth and material possessions. Our world is obsessed by it. If only we can have this. We've got more billionaires than we know what to do with. But still, happiness isn't abounding. Why? Because people look for hope in the wrong place. It's like the wise men. You know, and you're here in church this morning. That's a great start, friends. Because you need to recognize today that hope is only found in Christ. The hope is found in who Jesus is and what he's done for our lives. They came saying, where is the one who was born? And you know, because they went to the wrong place, it led to disaster because Herod then commanded the slaughter of the innocents. Why? Because these men had come to the wrong place. Isn't it amazing that when you look in the wrong place and do the wrong thing, the, the, the consequences of it can be huge. Alan shared that with us today, didn't you? But how the consequences of looking in the wrong place can destroy your life. And you might be where Alan was a year ago. But today, you need to say, am I looking in the right place for hope? See, that's why we gather, at, not just at Christmas time, but all the time as the people of God. Because we want to look in the right place for it. To find and discover what Jesus can do. People look for hope in self-fulfillment. If only I can get the career I want. If only I can do the things that are important to me. If only I can achieve all my goals, then I'll be happy. And yet, depression and sadness is epidemic in our country and in our nation and in the Western Hemisphere. Come on, we know. Why? Because people look for hope in the wrong place. People look for fulfillment in the wrong things. And so what I reflect on when I see these wise men uh, traveling is that I see that actually they had to learn that hope isn't always where we think it's going to be. That life isn't always in what we're going to try and do with our lives. And there are other ways that we have to learn. There are other things that we have to discover. Our expectations of what God should look like can keep us away from the real thing. Their expectations took them to a palace, not a stable. See, sometimes we want God to be what we want God to be. I'm willing to accept you, God, as long as you work this out for me. As long as you do this for me. As long as this works for me. As long as you make this. I'll scratch your back, God. You scratch mine. God, will you show yourself? And we look for God in the wrong place. And we can't find him there because we expect him to be in the palace, but he is in the stable. You know, if we want to find God this Christmas, we have to set aside our own expectations and be willing to look where he is. Second thing I see about it is, is that we have to learn to come to God in his own way. 
We have to learn to come to God in his own way. Amazing thing happened. They asked um, the, the, the king and he got his wise men out and they said, well, we think, and there's a scripture reference in the Old Testament, it's going to say that uh, the king is born in Bethlehem. We've heard it read. And so he says, go and search Bethlehem. And so they come out of the palace and all of a sudden the star is there again. Wow, isn't that amazing? How many would like a star just to find their way through life sometimes? Be nice, wouldn't it? And the star appears, and it says they were overjoyed when they saw the star. They were filled with joy, because all of a sudden they realized that actually they had been looking in the wrong place, but God was still leading them to the right place. Come on, church. How many of you know that even when you're lost and have got it wrong, God will still lead you to the right place? And he comes and he says, listen, here's the star, follow it. And it says they began to follow him. And it says the star led them to exactly above where Jesus was was. Wow, isn't that amazing? See, here's the deal, friends. If you want to come to the Lord, you have to come in his way, not your way. It's a deal. They had to come and say, okay, well, forget what they say. He's leading us. And you know, the truth is, if you're going to find God in life, you have to come his way, not your way. You know, um, one of the main, I do a lot of funerals, not so many now. Well, you know, a few. But they tell me one of the most popular songs at a funeral is, I did it my way. Isn't that amazing? Some irony in that, isn't there? When your body is dead and you're being buried or cremated, that the thing you want to be able to play is say, I did it my way. Friends, there's none of your way when you're in a coffin, is there? It's only God's way then. And there's an amazing thing that happens is that if you're going to find God in life, God says to you, you have to come my way. You want to come your way. See, everybody says all roads lead to heaven. All roads lead to God. All roads lead to Jesus. Jesus says exactly the opposite of that. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. Wow. He's saying, listen, you can follow you can follow that star over there, and you can follow that star over there. You can try and do that, and you can try and do that, and you can please yourself in every way. But this Christmas, 2017, if you want to find God, you have to come his way, not yours. This, this Christmas, if you want to find eternal life, if you want to understand the meaning of what it mean, of, means to be a child of God, you have to come his way, not yours. You can't say, hey, I want to come to the palace and find God, because he says, well, he's in the stable. See, people say to me, I like Jesus, I just don't like church. You should try it being here every week, man. Sometimes it's terrible. (laughs) See, it's not about church, friends. It's about finding Jesus. And when you come to Jesus on his terms, everything changes. So I'm asking you today... No point looking for hope in the wrong place. But if you want to find Jesus, you have to come in his terms, not yours. You have to surrender to him. You have to say, I'll follow you. See, Jesus, when he called people after him, he said, if you're going to come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say, oh, poor little you, let me make everything better and everything will be the way you want it from now on. See, that's the way some people want to live today. If I want to follow Jesus, will he fix everything? No, he won't. The thing that he fixed was your sin. When he came on the cross to die, that's what he came for. And so we come to the manger today, but the video showed us the manger led to the cross because Jesus was bringing a redemptive purpose and plan into the world. And so wherever you're looking today, the truth is, my friend, 
you have to come to Jesus on his terms. And his terms means this. You have to accept that it's a way of faith that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's a faith journey. You know, we can look about it, we can talk about it, we can think about it, but there comes a point you have to say, you know what, I believe in Jesus. When we sing these amazing songs, Oh Holy Night, I love that song. We have to then declare and confess, actually, you know why? Because I have faith in who Jesus is. And that faith in who Jesus is brings me to that response. It's a way of repentance. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, deny yourself and follow me. It's a way of repentance. You, You have to decide to change the way you live. God calls you to have faith in him, but he calls you then to change how you live and to surrender to his life. It's not just, well, believe in me and everything will go great. It's believe in me and follow me. That's the message of the kingdom. And so we come to this Christmas time and we have to say, hey, what's God leading us to? What's God asking us to be? It's a way of life. Jesus says, follow me daily. See, it's an amazing thing. He doesn't just say, well, come and believe in me and, and, uh, you know, give me a little nod every now and again. It's like I do to Weight Watchers, little nod. He says, no, follow me. Let every day be lived with an understanding that I am Christ the King. You see, if Jesus is not Christ the King, then nothing really makes sense about what we do here. It doesn't mean anything. If Jesus is just a person who died 2,000 years ago and never rose again, if he was just a man who said some nice things, friends, it's, it's meaningless. It's nice. We can all go, oh, isn't that lovely? But if he's the king of kings, if he's who he claimed to be, if he's the Lord of all, then actually it's the most important thing we can think about this Christmas. Whether we like it or not, it's just true. If he's who he says he is, then we have to say, Lord, I'll come to you. I'll come to you with faith in who you are and what you've done for me. The wise men discovered that the only way to find the king was to come through the way that he had provided. And the truth is for us, 2,000 years later, it's still the same. The only way we find the king is to come through the salvation that he has provided for us. The third thing I see is that you have to decide what your response will be to the king. It says on coming to the stable, the wise men bowed down and worshipped him. You have to decide how you'll respond. Listen, nobody can tell you. Nobody can force you. Nobody can make you. Nobody wants to. You have to decide. How will I respond to Jesus? What will I do with this baby in a manger? What will I do with this man who made claims that nobody else made? What will I do with this man who died on a cross and who rose again and whose life has changed the world ever since? What will I do with him? What will I do with Jesus Christ? The wise men had to make a response to the king. And here it is. The amazing thing about this is they responded to him and they presented gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, gifts fit for a king that they gave to a baby. Isn't that amazing? See, they had faith to believe that no matter what they saw in the the manger, Jesus Christ was the king of kings. See, the truth is that's what faith does. Faith brings us to a place where we can believe in who Jesus is, even though we do not see it. Because faith is being sure of what you do not see. And the wise men came and they worshipped Jesus, even though they couldn't see him as the king, they just saw him as the baby. See, one of the things today that you need to remember about Christmas is that even though Jesus is a baby in the manger, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. 
And so therefore our worship to him is a response, not maybe because he's in the manger, but because he's the son of God who has come to earth as a babe to live and die for us. You have to decide how you will respond. Will you come to Jesus? Will you bow down? You see, that bowing down is a moment of humility. It's a moment of saying, well, you know what? I, I, I don't know everything about this, Lord, but I believe that you are the Son of God. Therefore, I'll humble myself so that I can exalt and honor you. Will you worship? Simple message today. You can search forever for hope, but you have to look in the right place. You need to come to God in the way that he has provided for you to come. Through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. You have to make a decision to respond to him. One way or another, you choose. Will you be a worshipper or will you walk away? The Bible says this, John 1 verse 12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Let's pray. Before we come and sing our last hymn this morning, it's just a great opportunity this Christmas Eve just to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong place and you know today that you need to come to him and look in the place that he is. Maybe you need to bring yourself. Maybe you need to respond to the Lord today. You've been convicted and convinced about him for a long time, but today is a day to bow the knee and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I believe in you. I'm coming with faith in who you are and what you can do for me today. And just as our heads are bowed, just before we sing our final carol of the morning and go off to enjoy Christmas Eve, I just wonder if there's anybody here today and you're saying, Dave, I, I do believe. I've been looking in the wrong place, but I want to come to the Lord today. I want to come through Jesus Christ. I have faith in who he is and what he's done for me. I want to give my life to Jesus this Christmas time. Just as our heads are bowed, if that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up where you are and say, David, you pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Is there anybody in the building this morning? Okay. Thank you so much. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your presence here. Thank you for this amazing message of Christmas time. I thank you, Lord, that you reveal yourself to us. I thank you for all these people here, families, Lord, and friends, Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I thank you that we are united today in the worship of our King. And Lord, I just bless you today for your presence here among us, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came, Lord, to reveal yourself to us, Thank you, Lord, that thousands of years later, Lord, we have faith in our hearts, Lord. And Lord, your spirit bears witness with us, Lord, that we are children of God. So we thank you for this Christmas time. And we pray your blessing upon us, Lord, as we go to celebrate, Lord, as we share together, Lord, as we love one another, Lord, be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.